Worry less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems, winners of the Best of the Best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Winners of the Best of the Best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Welcome to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. The Gators have won the ball game on a bump. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Very pleasant good morning, and welcome to our Inside the Huddle podcast. We are live today. Jake Hitt is our producer, and we have a lot of ground to cover today. Certainly, a look back at Florida's win against Kentucky a look ahead to Florida and Tennessee and some key SEC matchups and games around the country coming up as well. Coach, um, look, every time you go on the road in our league, a win is a win. Sometimes it isn't pretty, but as you watch Florida play Kentucky, what were some of your thoughts that you had? Yeah, obviously, Steve, we didn't play very well for three quarters, uh, but going into the fourth quarter down, what, 21-10, something like that, uh, score three touchdowns, Albeit the last one, I think he could have stopped when he had the first down, but still uh, the the fly sweep uh, was good for the touchdown that put us up by eight. Uh, But again, uh, those players, I wish they would go ahead and go down on the one-yard line because there's no way you can lose in that situation. I remember we had that with the Apollos uh, this year. Dearness Johnson kept running. He almost fumbled. Guy hit him from behind, but he didn't. And I said, Ernest, did you know if you go down right there, we win the game. There's no fumble. There's no chance anything. He said, Coach, I was trying to score. I was trying to score. I said, we're trying to win the game, not score. Remember that. So, uh, yeah, just uh, it, it happened uh, when McElwain was here with the, uh, another long run. I, I know it's hard for players not to want to go into the end zone. But, anyway, it was a good win anytime you can come back like that because we had not played very well up to that point. But, uh, you know, it's a 60-minute game, and uh, we did that. And, fortunately, their guy missed a field goal. I, I, we've all seen kickers. When that ball's on the right hash, they miss right. Yeah, that's how, that's where they miss just about all the time, and uh, fortunately, it happened for us. Shane Kyle Trask comes in, and, and first of all, I think I can speak for the guys that are here. Mm-hmm. We certainly, hope Felipe Franks recovers just a, a, a terrible injury, and you know we can all debate about you know what he does as a passer, what whatever, but certainly want to wish him a recovery. It isn't easy coming off the bench sometimes, guys, and yet Kyle Trask. Looked really, really sharp. Shane, I'll start with you. What did you see with him? Well, I saw a guy who was decisive with the football. You know, he 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 could see the pre-snap read. You know, Kentucky, for whatever reason, I think they lost another safety uh, earlier in the game, so they were down to their third and fourth safeties. But, you know, they played soft coverage for whatever reason, so he was taking the hitches, and, you know, Van Jefferson and those guys were taking a six-yard throw and making it uh, a completion and making it 12 yards. But he was very decisive, accurate with the football, knew where to go with it. Uh, he made some great plays, uh, a couple of plays running. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because a lot of coaches uh, don't give their backups a lot of reps. I know Coach Spurrier did. And when you go watch a damn ball in practice, honestly, all three of those quarterbacks get a lot of reps with the one. So I think in hindsight, it paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve, uh, a lot of people don't realize, but playing quarterback is at least 50% decision-making. Uh, when you send four or five receivers out every play, who's he going to throw to? Okay. Now, usually they're, well, we're hoping to throw this guy, but if defense is not there, maybe this guy or maybe the, one of the check down guys. So it's decision, decisions, decisions. And uh, 
Obviously, Kyle Trask is pretty good, I think, at making decisions and getting the ball out pretty quickly. Uh, now, Felipe's a good runner, so at times he can scramble out there and make yards and so forth, and that's, that's good too. Uh, but for quarterbacks, uh, decision-making, throw it deep when it's there, don't throw it deep if there's somebody else, and, and that's, that's half the game right there. And I think just to amplify your point, Coach, when the ball got out of his hand quickly, he seemed to know where to go with the ball. That's preparation, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, well. Shane can tell you that's uh, that, that's part of playing quarterback is throwing the ball in the open area of the defense, and, and your guy come into there. So Kyle did that well, and uh, it worked out. And then, but the play of the game we'll get to in a minute. Let's talk about it right now. Was that option play he ran when he came in there and he he ducked in like he was going to keep it and at the last moment. He gave him sort of a one handed push shot in basketball, you know, and got it to him. For the touchdown, and, and our wide receiver out there was blocking beautifully. Also, Billy Gonzalez, I told him uh, yesterday, "You're the best blocking wide receiver coach in America," <laughs> and he is. Those guys block very well. Uh, I don't know if he liked that compliment, but one of the guys <laughs> on TV said that the other day. He said, "Billy Gonzalez, if you're gonna play for him, you're gonna block." And our receivers, I think, are the best that, that I've ever seen blocking downfield. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Coach said, you know, the, the biggest thing is is your pre-snap read and then there's a post-snap read, you know, when the defense moves, where to go with the football. And, you know, Kyle knew what to do. You know, a lot of times you, these people talk about how quarterbacks go from one side of the field all the way to the other. That very seldom ever happens. You know, at the, at the snap of the ball, the field's kind of split in half and, and, you know, you got that side of the field to read. And if it's there, just take it. And I, I he, he just – you know, he threw some hitches that just got the ball in our guys' hands, and they made plays. The Play of the Week brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. Put some star power to work in the financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. Coach, I, this is the guy that you've trained, and I've heard him tell me this a lot, and I want you guys to amplify this. Uh, the safety and, and, and what the safety does sometimes, uh, a, a lot of times, affects what coverage, what you do as the quarterback. Can you go into mm -hmm. that a little bit? Yeah, somebody asked me the other day, did any of your quarterbacks ever get hurt? And uh, I really can't remember. Maybe the wind knocked out or something like that, but uh, that they were out for two or three games or yeah. something like that. I can't remember one that got hurt. Uh, Shane, can, you never did get hurt, did you? No, I never missed a game. Yeah. And, I, you know, for your 12 years yeah. here, I can't think of any of your guys getting yeah. a, a bad injury. What we tried to do is tell them, stay out of danger. Stay out of harm's way. And, and Flippe got hurt. It's on a pass play. And he went running up in there, and I think he wanted to stop and try to cut out or do something. But he came to sort of a stop, and then all of a sudden, guys were all over the place. So you, you need to, you know, stay out of harm's way if you can. And that, that goes for all of our players, receivers, uh, running backs. Uh, get all you can. Get low. Get low to that ground. That ground is your protector right there. So, uh that that that's important to learn to stay out of harm's way. I talked to Rondy Barber, remember the defensive mm -hmm. back for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He played 14 years as a nickelback, like an outside linebacker almost. And I said, how, "Do you have a lot of concussions or a lot of injuries?" He said, shook his head, said, "Coach, I knew how to stay out of danger. I didn't stick that head in there." He said, "I tackled around the ankles, those big guys, and I stayed out of harm's way." And uh, you know, you got to you got to sort of do that when you're. Uh, that type of player, quarterback, or, or a little bit smaller than other guys. Yeah, and, you know, Steve was also talking about the safeties, Coach, how, you know, when you're reading coverages, your pre-snap read, you know, the safeties are always jockeying around trying to disguise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the snap of the ball, if a safety, safety comes down in the box, you know well, the other safety has to go to the middle of the field, so you have a one-high look. If the safety stay wide, then you have a two-high look. And, and a lot of offenses, there's a one-high one beater to the left, and a two-high beater to the right or vice versa. And so, uh, you know, I, I felt like that's one thing that Kyle Trask did very well. You know, when it, plays were called, he knew where to go depending on if it was one high or two high. There's always a play to beat a defense, isn't there, Steve? There's a good play for every defense. If there wasn't, then everybody would play that defense every play. That's right. So, uh, yeah, you got to have a good play on according to what they do. And then, of course, we have adjustments now and so forth. If they're in this defense for man-to-man, -man, we're going to break away from them. If not, hook up, things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, quarterback uh, decision-making is extremely important. How much of a concern, guys, is the Gator lack of a running game? Well, it's a concern. I, you know, I think if you go back and, and Coach Mullen and Hevesy, when they look at the film, you know, 
it's a couple of mental errors that are hurting some of the run plays. You know, a guy not taking the proper steps or the cr- proper hand placement or, uh, you know, sometimes you're just going to get beat. you got to give the other guy credit. But if, if you just, you know, if, if it's a mental error and you let the defensive end on a pass play just run right through and hit your quarterback, we got a problem. So, uh, you know, I thought P. Ryan had some good runs, but I thought he had some, some cuts that he would like to have back, especially on the screen play where we rolled right and threw the screen back. I know this where I'm getting off of the run game, but, you know, he, he, there was one little corner out there, and he's got to kind of let the lineman take the corner and then cut off of that guy. So, uh, But, no, we, we need to run the football better, no question about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Steve, uh, the defense now are not just sitting there. <laughs> They're stunting this way, and the linebackers come around the other way. And uh, so the lineman, you can't just stick with your guy. It, it, you you got to block areas. And uh, some of our guys, they would stick with the guy going down inside, and then a linebacker loops around, and uh, he, he's either rushing the passer or he's there to make a tackle. So that's just, uh, you know, a bunch of freshmen uh, doing it over and over again in practice. So hopefully uh, our blocking schemes will pick up as we go through the season. Is it a concern, because we all know last year – Kentucky did a good job running the football, and I think they did, they they have line of scrimmage guys now. Mark Stoops done a very good job recruiting SEC dudes mm-hmm. on the line of scrimmage. Going forward, do you see improvement? Do you think Florida will do a better job at the point of attack and run the ball better? Well, let's not forget last year at this point of the year we we weren't doing very much on offense and we couldn't run the football True. either. Uh, they got better as the season progressed. Now. You can always say, well, this is year two. Shouldn't we be a little bit better in the system? But none of these guys really play. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a work in progress. I think, you know, if if we throw the football, I feel like the strength of this team are the wide receivers. So I think we need to come out firing. And, you know, whether that, that you know, it's going to give you a chance to make plays in space. Uh, if your quarterback makes good decisions, can throw the ball accurately. Uh, and I, I think that will help the run game eventually. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I'd come out firing all the time. I think we still have to run, and we're very capable of doing it. But uh, going back to uh, Shane's senior year, Steve, I don't know if you remember, but we uh, we had two freshman offensive tackles mm-hmm. that ended up starting. Uh, we tried to redshirt Jason Odom, so he didn't play the first three games, and we're one and two. And I said, Jason, listen, you got to go play. <laughs> our, our other guy that was trying to play tackle just – he couldn't play very well. So we had Reggie Green and Jason Odom, and we went on win streak, won the division, and almost beat Alabama in the SEC game of 92. So uh, those freshman guys, they get better as they go. And, and we, I think we got either one or two starting up there, and uh, I, I, I've got to believe they're going to get better as we go through the season. You know, one of the things that was a little bit overlooked, even though he was named the SEC Defensive Player of the Week, with all the talk about uh, Felipe's injury and Trask playing quarterback – how about the job David Reese did? SEC Defensive Player of the Week stuffed a couple mm. of key plays late in the game. Had a terrific game. Yeah, he, he played extremely well. Uh, you know, it was great to see, too, because I, I saw where, you know, he's he's from up in the north part Michigan. of the country, Michigan, yep. and he had a lot, like 60 or 70 family members at this game, you know, his, his senior year. So it was great to see him play that way. He's the leader of the defense, and uh, – He's going to need to keep yeah. playing that way. I don't know what school record is for tackles, but he was in on 16, is that, and yep. he had 13 individual tackles, I think I read in the paper. That uh, that might be the school record that I have ever heard of anyway. But, yeah, he had a super game, no question about it. Well, we're going to take a look coming up at some of the key games around the league and the country last week. We're going to have our uh, coach of the week. We'll give you that. And then uh, we're going to give you some of the key games coming up this week. I can't wait. My buddy over here, Shaner, to talk Notre Dame and Georgia. <laughs> that is a big game, though, and it's going to be in prime time as well. And we're going to talk at the end and take a look at this matchup with Florida and Tennessee, a special reunion coming up of one of Coach Spurrier's teams this weekend. We'll get into all of that as we continue Inside the Huddle. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have 
plenty of time to get back to work and living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Well, Coach, you're not the only one because I got the vehicle that I drive from Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet, but the question is now, how do we get everybody else in town to jump on the Davis bandwagon? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. So what you waiting for? Get to Main Street today and check out Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet because Real Gators drive Davis. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in Gainesville. Call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. It's time. It's time now for our question of the week. And if you want to get a question to Coach Spurrier or any of us as a group, you can do that by going to questions at Inside the Huddle hbc.com that's questions at inside the huddle hbc.com and question of the week brought to you by davis chevrolet the official hometown automotive sponsor of the florida gators real gators drive davis all right let's get some questions here guys coach for you uh from greg he says having coached so many great offensive players in your career who were you in your opinion the most dynamic players you've coached Thanks for everything you do. Okay, I tell you what, I've coached too many to just pick one or two out. But uh, I went with the running backs. Of course, Eric Rett here played four years, the leading rusher in school history. And Eric just provided inspiration to the rest of the team. Uh, he, he, he could catch the ball, he could run the ball, and he was always there. I, he, he never got hurt in four years, I don't think, Shane. So uh, Eric Rett was dynamic. And then you talk about all the receivers I've been fortunate enough to catch over, over the years. Uh, Ike Riedel and Quezzy, those three names just sort of roll out together. Uh, <laughs> but also at Duke, I had a kid named Clarkson Hines, who was the ACC Player of the Year in 89, uh, the year we won the ACC. And he broke the ACC record for touchdown catches. So I got to throw Chris Doring in there. He's the leading touchdown catcher. I don't think Doring's dynamic, though, Coach. Well, it says uh, dynamic. Hey, that's, to me, that means scoring touchdowns. <laughs> Dynamic is scoring touchdowns. And then, of course, all of our quarterbacks, Shane, Danny, Rex. Jesse Palmer was in on some big wins. Terry Dean. Terry was a heck of a player. In 93 and 94, he and Danny sort of rotated both the, those SEC championship years. So I've had a bunch of them. Uh, uh, Randy Cuthbert was a running back at Duke that did for us what Eric Rett did here. Yeah, he ran the ball 30 to 40 times, uh, almost every win t- the last half of the season. So he was dynamic also. So you, you get a running back that can sort of take over the game, and you get a wide receiver that catches a lot of touchdowns and gets a lot of yards. To me, those guys uh, help you score points, and, and that obviously leads to victories. Patrick asks, uh, Coach, how do you see the Gators at quarterback since Franks' injury, thanks for a lifelong Gator. 
Well, I think we're going to be okay. Time will tell, of course. Uh, some of the national radio boys are saying that uh, Kyle Trask might give us more stability. Uh, but now Felipe's a good player. We're not, we're not knocking Felipe. Uh, now, whether or not Kyle can maybe avoid uh, sacks and get the ball out a little bit quicker maybe than uh, Felipe did, we'll wait and see. Uh, but Felipe Franks is a talent now. And maybe this will be a blessing in disguise that he can sort of sit back and watch. Uh, now that he's getting his ankle well, and, and he'll be well. He'll be ready to go next year, and uh, and, and maybe it'll, it'll help him in the long run. Time will tell on that. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Trask is ready to go, and Emory, Emory Jones is ready also. And I think Dan's doing exactly the right thing. Let's play both these guys. There's nothing wrong with that when you got two players of, of talent like they have. Shane, I was going to ask you. I mean, Dan has kind of said, I'm going to play two quarterbacks. How do you think he will make that happen? Well, you know – Saying that also makes Tennessee and these other people have to prepare for two different type of quarterbacks. You know, you go back to uh, it's going to probably be similar to the 06 team with Chris Leak, uh, kind of as a Kyle Trask, more of the passer, and then Emory, kind of like Tebow, the runner. Uh, but Emory can throw it now. He can throw it hard and he can throw it far. We got to just tone him down a little bit and take a little bit off of it here and there. So they're both talented. I think. Uh, Dan will have a play. Like he said, they had some plays that they were planning on playing Emory in the second half, uh, but then when Felipe went down, they knew they had to throw it more. So that's why they went to Kyle Trask. And our last one, uh, Bennett. Um, guys, it seems the Gators have lost their starting quarterback in the first few games of the season more often than not in the last 10 years. Is the program doing something wrong or just bad luck? Well, the only other quarterback I can remember that went down was uh, uh, I think Driscoll went down, and then Jacoby had to play. I can't really remember right offhand, but no, it's just it's bad luck. You know what's interesting to me is Dan. You know we know he he likes to run the quarterback. He's lost two quarterbacks in the last three years with the same exact injury, the dislocation of the ankle. Yeah. Fitzgerald did it at Mississippi State. Hmm. All right. Again, if you have questions for us. You can email us questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. All right, guys, let's look, look at some of the uh, games from last week a little bit. And, and I want to start with Alabama-South Carolina. You know, early on, South Carolina had some chances. They, they just could not capitalize. And, you know, Tua, r really, really good. But, it, coaches, you looked at, the, at, at that game, what would you see? Well, I thought Will Muschamp called an excellent game to get the upset. If it was going to happen, you obviously got to take chances. So the fake field goal they had uh, was executed uh, well, questionable call. close to perfectly. And uh, they called holding on uh, Kyle Markway, a tight end, that eh, they didn't really have to call that penalty. He sort of had him, and, and then the guy rolled off, and the guy didn't even act like he was being held. Uh, I'll tell you what, the the referees all around the country are calling more and more penalties all the dang time. And uh, I remember back in the 90, uh, 94 and 96 SEC championship game, Commissioner Kramer, he told the referees, he said, listen, I want the players and the coaches to determine who wins this thing. And when the game's over, I don't want anybody in the stands bitching about the referees, okay? Call what's obvious. If everybody in the stadium can see he holding or he interfered with him, call it. But if you can't see it, all these phantom calls that we're getting now, uh, you know, let the guys play. Let's start a campaign called Let Them Play from Inside the Huddle. <laughs> Referees, let them play. Let the teams decide who wins, not you guys. Just call what's obvious out there. Uh, Georgia, look, my, again, I know it's Arkansas State. Looked very impressive. LSU off to a slow start, but, but then won. Uh, Notre Dame won big. Auburn won big. So I don't know that there were that many surprises, but if you look at the national landscape, you know, Penn State just squeaked by. We're going to see what Michigan does now. We'll talk about that later when they play Wisconsin. Anybody really impress you last week, Shane? Well, you know, there, there weren't a whole lot of great games, but I, I was impressed with what Kansas State went to Starkville and what they did because, I mean, roster-wise, you know, Mississippi State has the better athletes, but I was impressed with the K-State win. All right, we're going to roll right into Team of the Week. It's brought to you by Celebration Point, where the Gators come to celebrate. Who's your Team of the Week? Well, my Team of the Week is, is going to be Kansas State. Uh, I, I like the way they play. You know, their, their, their new coach, uh, Chris Kleiman, came from North Dakota State. They had tremendous success there, winning a bunch of national titles. Just the way they play, they're very well coached. You know, they line up in the old school eye. 
Next play, they're in four wides. Next play, they're in two tight ends. I love the way they change their personnel around. So I, I think Kansas State is a team in the next few years that can compete in the Big 12. You know, they also had a kickoff return for a touchdown in the game. Kansas State did. And I heard one of the announcers say that they have re- – Turns punt or kickoff return. They got 26 in like the last 10 years, something like that. And the next best team in college football has 16. Wow. They're 10 better than everybody in the country. Now that's emphasizing special teams. And didn't they win by seven points? Wasn't that the final? I, I think, think so. in the game. So hey, give credit to that special team coach, whoever he is. Who's your team of the week, coach? Okay, uh, I, I certainly liked uh, Mike Leach and. Uh, Washington State, as they beat uh, Houston, I got a chance to watch that game. Their quarterback, Anthony Gordon, was really good. I tell you what, he, they throw the ball 50, 55 times, but they don't take sacks, and they don't throw a lot of incompletions. And he knows where everybody is, and he gets it out, and away they go. So that, that was an impressive win there. But I'm going to go with the Brigham Young coach. Kalani Sektaki is his name. I think he's from Hawaii. But he went to BYU. And uh, so he's a graduate of the school, and they, they're independent. They're trying to get in the Pac-12 or the uh, uh, Big, Big 12, 12 and yep. all that. Pac, are they Pac-12 or Pac-10? Pac-12, I think, up there. But uh, they're independent. But they, uh, in two weeks, they have beaten Tennessee and Southern Cal in overtime. Now, what's the odds of that? Yeah. Brigham Young beating Tennessee Vols and the Southern Cal Trojans, two national powers at one time that I guess are falling on a little bit of hard times. But anyway, uh, Kalani Sektaki, he's, he's got those guys playing the very best they can. All right, so Coach's Team of the Week is BYU. I'm going to tip a little grass today. Les Miles. Ooh. I'm going to eat a little blade of grass for him. Now, I felt bad because they got a road win at the expense of Steve Adazio in Boston College, but Kansas won a road game. Kansas hasn't won a road game, I think, since Gale Sayers played at Kansas. I'm kidding. But it's been a while. And they didn't just win. They thumped Boston and College. And Kansas got handed, uh, got uh, beat at home to Coastal Carolina. The week Coastal. before. Yep. So 48 points on the road, and Kansas is 2-1. and one. Uh, They're going to invite Dorothy to come and uh, throw out the f- first ball there because Kansas is 2-1. and one. So they are my team of the week. We'll take a break, we'll come back, and then we're going to take a look at some games around the SEC and around the country this week. Later on, of course, we'll talk Florida and Tennessee as we continue Inside the Huddle. Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and live in a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Miami. I need the English version today, please. Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them at either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. All right, let's look at some of the games, guys, coming up this week. Um, And let's start with uh, some games that are not in the SEC, and then we'll go to the SEC. 
noon game, Michigan and Wisconsin. Michigan had all kinds of issues fumbling the football. Wisconsin has a tremendous running back. It's at Wisconsin. What do you see? I like the Badgers. I think they're very well coached. Uh, as you said, they got probably the, one of the most dynamic running backs in the in the country. Uh, I saw somewhere where Jim Harbaugh has never won a game as the head coach at Michigan as an underdog. Wow. And they are underdogs probably. Uh, yes. They are underdogs up there. Yeah, everybody's going to be picking Wisconsin, it seems like. Uh, but you would think uh, maybe Michigan, uh, maybe they're going to rise up and be the team that uh, everybody thought they would be before the season started. So it looks looks like it's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, I, I mean, I, I like Wisconsin the way they've played thus far. All right, let's go to the SEC. And uh, Auburn, Texas A&M. This is a big, big game in the SEC West. It is, and it's in, it's in College Station. Uh, like I said, I've always liked the way Jimbo Fisher calls plays. I think Kellamon didn't play as well as he expected against Clemson. Uh, it's a rough crowd playing there. And Bo Nix, this is his first true road test. You know, they, they, the first game they played there in Dallas against Oregon. Uh, he hasn't played very consistent. Uh, we know Auburn has a great defense, but I think I think the Aggies win this game at home. Yeah, I tell you what, I I would if it was at Auburn, I think I'd take Auburn at A and M. I, I think I'd take those guys. I've never been to Texas A and M, but I hear it's one of the loudest stadiums in America. Uh, I think it seats close to 100,000. Is that correct, Steve? Yes, sir. And, of course, they call themselves the 12th man. They argue with Seattle on who owns that trademark, the 12th man. Uh, but they scream and yell, and uh, they're for their team. So I, I would think that might give A&M the edge. All right. I think this is an intriguing game. Kentucky coming off a tough home loss at Mississippi State coming off a tough home loss. What do you see? Well, you know, Starkville's a tough place to play as well. Um, I like that Kentucky team. I think they're very physical up front on both sides of the ball, as is Mississippi State. Now, Mississippi State, we don't know if Tommy Stevens, who played the first three quarters, was injured. They put in the true freshman who played pretty well at the end. I think it's uh, it's an important game for both teams. Uh, you know, Joe Moorhead, uh, you know, a lot of folks aren't real happy with how the season went last year there in the state of Mississippi, and they've already lost at home to Kansas State. Um I'm a, I think Kentucky with Sawyer Smith, I think he can give Mississippi State some problems. Yeah, I do too. I think uh, Kentucky, uh, one of the announcers said that they've got the best offensive line, maybe in the SEC, mm-hmm. maybe even better in Alabama and Georgia. Who knows? But uh, they are pretty good up front. Uh, now, whether or not they can you know, run the ball against State and all that. But, uh, yeah, Kentucky's a pretty good team. They are. Mississippi State, who knows? They win a few, lose a few. It'll be a close game, whoever makes – a good play in the fourth quarter, probably win it. Somebody's going to be 0-2 yes. in the SEC, and it's tough to win on the road. And Mississippi State's got to win this game at home because they would have lost two games at home, and you can't do that in this league. South Carolina at Missouri. Now, Missouri was the team that was kind of my dark horse. Bryant has done a good job. He's thrown for almost 800 yards and six touchdowns. Carolina coming off an emotional game at home. Well, I like the the freshman Holinsky at quarterback for them. Uh, he's very accurate, made some plays. I mean, his composure against Alabama in his first start, I thought, was outstanding. What time is that game, Steve? I think that 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 four o'clock. Okay, that that noon game or eleven o'clock game in Missouri for some reason just lulls the opponent to sleep. Um, I'll probably have to just go with the home team, Missouri, um, since they're playing at home. Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, I, I like South Carolina's offense with Helensky. Ryan is a good player, uh, just a freshman, so he'll take his lumps a little bit here and there. And he got smacked around by Alabama at the end of that game. I was sort of wondering why he was still in there. But they did get a touchdown, and somebody said they covered the spread. I don't know. But I don't know. That's the way people think nowadays, I guess. Well, at least they, the 24, 25 was the spread. But uh, South Carolina offense is pretty good, but their defense now, last week uh, – not only Tua was hitting passes, uh, but they couldn't tackle the guy. Uh, their safety had a difficult day. I mean, I don't know if he made a tackle the whole day. Uh, but when you throw slants and they go 60 and 70 yards with a slant, you know, where's everybody at? Yeah. So uh, I think Will will get that straightened out, though. I think they, they're going to make some changes back there in the secondary maybe and, and stop that. So it should, be a, it should be a good game. Both of them, uh, I think, can play offense. Uh, so it might be a high-scoring game. Notre Dame. And Georgia, 
in prime time. Now, if you're Notre Dame, if they win this game, they get a lot of style points, if you will, beating an SEC team, and it comes end of the year with the committee. And Georgia really hadn't played anybody yet, so what do you think? Well, you know my thoughts on Notre Dame. I'm, I do. I'm not a huge fan of Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I think they're always overrated. Uh, but if they beat Georgia, I'll give them a little credit. I, I just don't know how they can win in, in Athens. I think Georgia's uh, mm-hmm. way more talented. And, and we've seen how Al, uh, Notre Dame has played in the last few years when they were matched up with the SEC-type team. I just I think Georgia – uh, wins that game. Yeah, Georgia's too big and strong, I'm, I think, for Notre Dame. But time will tell. Uh, to beat Georgia, uh, you almost have to throw the ball, I think. I don't know how great a passer uh, book is. And uh, I hadn't watched Notre Dame a lot, to be honest with you. But Georgia is a team, you, you got a crowd line of scrimmage, you get everybody up there and try to stop them. Uh, I was watching Washington State uh, against Houston, and I talked to the secondary guy after the game. I said, I watch the secondary almost every play to see what's going on. I said, you never had a safety in the deep middle. He said, well, they don't throw it down there. I had to get him up to help with the tackling. <laughs> I said, that makes sense. So uh, sometimes you got to get everybody up there to help with the tackling uh, if you're going to upset a team that's bigger and stronger than you. And I think Georgia and Alabama are sort of the biggest, strongest type teams with Ohio State also in the country. All right, let's pick our coach of the week. Brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban coffee in Gator Country. Who's your well, coach? Well, it's week? going to be the Kansas State coach, Chris Kleiman. I think he's going to do a tremendous job there. And any time in your first year, you can go on the road uh, and win a out of conference game in the SEC. Uh, that's huge for your program. Mm-hmm. So it's K State's coach. And of course, I told you Kalani, Kalani Sektaki at Brigham Young. He went there. And let me tell you something, uh, Steve. Uh, a lot of fans don't know, but players. Now you want to win. For yourself first in life we all want ourselves our family and you got to want to win for your teammates and your assistant coaches but you need to want to win for your head coach too and this kalani guy uh players love him and he he's i mean he's just a enthusiastic guy a lot of fun to be around and the guys play their hearts out for him so kalani sec to key and uh Brigham Young, I don't know if you watched that game, but when it's over, they let them crowd the field, mm-hmm. and it was completely full of fans on the field, mountains in the background. Had to be one of the maybe greatest football days in the history of Provo, Utah. I just happened to be watching it at the end of the game, and it sort of gives you chill bumps. If you're a Brigham Young person, you'd say, man, I was there that day we beat Southern Cal. That was something. And uh, they had a video at the end of the game in the locker room where he was you know, doing a little shaking with the uh-huh. plumbing, so it was, it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to vary mine real quick. I mean, Les Miles would naturally be. But I'm going to give 1A to Josh Heupel okay, oh, at UCF. Yeah. At home, they beat Stanford. And remember, he's got a grad transfer quarterback there in Wimbush from Notre Dame. He started a freshman, and that freshman played great against Stanford. And if for a program that's looking to get success and looking to get noticed, they beat a Division One team at home and beat them pretty good. So Josh Heupel is my guy. He definitely is deserving also of Coach of the Week, yes. All right, now, one of my favorite times of Inside the Huddle, Chalk Talk. It's brought to you by Morgan & Morgan Personal Injury Lawyers for the People. Coach, I'm going to turn it over to you here with, with Chalk Talk. And uh, those who are watching, you're going to get a treat. It's going to be fun. Okay, I've drawn up a uh, – I'll get that for you. Okay. Drawing up a, a play that actually it was the second play we ran against uh, Oklahoma State uh, way back in 1990. Uh, and then I'm going to bring Shane up and mm-hmm. tell you what the quarterback thought process is. Uh, but basically, we sort of fake a draw. We've got a guy over the middle. We've got a guy deep here. And then the backs, if they have no one to block, they sort of hook up underneath. So, Shane, come on up here and tell me what the quarterback thought process all through this play, okay? All right, so thought process is uh, we're looking down our head. We're going to make a good draw fake to the tailback as we're dropping back. And one of our offensive linemen who's uncovered, which in this front here would be the center, he's going to holler draw. And why does he holler draw? It's to suck these backers up to open up this throwing lane right here. Because the defensive linemen, defensive guys usually aren't that smart. Just kidding. But they don't know who's hollering draw. So it could be their own teammates. So that sucks them up. And our head is, we're looking at this safety down the middle of the field. If the safety sits, we're going to chunk it down the middle of the field. 
If he backs up, we're going to throw a high straight ball at 15 to 18 yards right here. And if for whatever reason the draw fake doesn't work and these guys drop back, we have two guys checking down. So, you know, when this play is called against this cover, this is one high, basically cover three. We're looking deep first if it's not there here. So basically your head is right down the middle of the field. So a lot of our fans, Steve, they may sit in the, in a, you know, if the quarterback checks this down right here, they see this guy after the ball is thrown running wide open, they call Steve Russell's show and go, why didn't the quarterback throw it to him? Well, he's not part of the read. So that's what we're reading right there in this pass play. Oh. Okay, Shane, and again, that play is designed for a zone. It's not designed for man-to-man. And I remember, uh, with, I think we hit it five times against Oklahoma State because they played the same defense uh, against that formation. And one of the media boys after the game said, said, nobody can stop that pass over the middle, can they, Coach? I said, yeah, they can. And here's how you stop it. You play uh, cover one, man-to-man, with a robber guy right in the middle of the field. So here we are. Uh, they got a guy standing right there. So you, you cannot throw the ball over the middle of the field. He's right there. They got a guy standing back here, so the post guy doesn't have a chance. And these guys are hugging up on the backs. They got them man to man. So what do you do? You don't run that play. You audible. Right, Shane? <laughs> That's right. You need audible, or sometimes we'll allow the running backs to take off if they're getting covered up. But, it, but basically don't want to call it against yeah, the defense. And then like Coach said, there, there's a, a good play for every mm-hmm. defense. But if this play were called against that and the quarterback for whatever reason got mm-hmm. stuck and didn't change it, this is where mm-hmm. a quarterback comes back, nobody's open. If I can't check it down, I throw it out of bounds. A throwaway is a very good football play at times. Yeah, we'll give him a check. And, and Whoop, it's we'll, okay. Uh, usually a check we like is a little three-step check. All these guys go this way and uh, – the lineman slide this way, a three-stepper. This guy, he, he may just get out of the way. And we're trying to hit this guy on the slant. Man-to-man, you know, your slants are good and so forth. So they're playing a little bit on the outside because they got help here. So we got to hit him here. Now, don't hit him over here. So hit him right off the break, you know, 45-degree throw right there. So that would be an audible you'd hope your quarterback could get to. Love it. Um, now, let me quickly ask this about the audible. What is What do you do for the audible? What are you trying to call there? Well, we're trying to call something to isolate our best receivers. If you know they're playing you man to man, you want they're giving you a chance at a big play. Uh, you know they could be coming to the blitz. So as coach said, you may want to go to a a quick game there, but or you could max protect and throw the ball down the field. All right, great stuff. I love that. that's my favorite segment of the show. Let's talk now and get to brass tacks here with Florida and Tennessee. Steve, you know how important this game used to be when you coached. It was the opening game of the SEC season. Tennessee's fallen on some hard times, but they're coming off a win. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the worst thing Florida could do or uh, a Gator fan could do would be to underestimate this team. So we'll talk about it coming up. Stay with us as we go inside the huddle. Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach. And I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Well, Coach, you're not the only one because I got the vehicle that I drive from Davis Gainesville Chevrolet. But the question is now, how do we get everybody else in town to jump on the Davis bandwagon? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. So what you waiting for? Get to Main Street today and check out Davis Gainesville Chevrolet because real Drive Davis. This is Jack Fine at Fine Farcash and Parla Piano. Have you been in a car accident or injured because of someone else's negligence? Let our local team of trial lawyers find justice for you. With more than 100 years of combined experience, our firm has the resources necessary to fight for people just like you. We go up against billion-dollar insurance companies every day to get you the compensation you deserve so you could focus on your recovery. Find Farcash and Parla Piano. When life changes, we're there. Offices, Gainesville. Never experience game day parking woes again. Pull up on game day on a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Gainesville Harley-Davidson's 2020 lineup is one that even the head ball coach would keep the visor on for. Like the all-new Livewire, Harley's first-ever electric bike with its seamless throttle experience. No clutch to release or gears to run through. Just twist and go. Get in the game at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Learn more at GainesvilleHarley.com. 
Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has the same-day scheduling available. So call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. Guys, Florida, Tennessee. Steve, I want to give you a chance here because very special. You're going to bring back the 94 group. Yeah, looking forward to seeing all of our guys from the 94 team, Steve. Uh, that was one of the best teams <laughs> we had here. Uh, it was one of those years uh, we lost a real close one at Auburn, against Auburn, and, and then had that tie up at FSU. Or that team could have been 11-0, but we weren't. Uh, and, uh, but we, we played Alabama. They were 11-0 coming in. I think they were number one in the country about every defensive stat, which they usually were when we played them in those SEC championships. But our guys uh, really played well, and our defense was outstanding. Uh, we basically held them to 13 points, and our offense gave them 10. Danny had a deflection that went for a pick six, and then the receiver ran a wrong route, and Danny had to get the, the interceptor down on about the five-yard line, which saved four points. His tackle helped us win the game. Jed Davis made all his kicks, but we had defensive players. We had 12 guys that were in on five to eight tackles. And I'm going to introduce those guys real quick at the end of my little talk at the end of the first quarter. So our defense, tackling, tackling won the SEC in 1994. Interesting stuff. Well, let's go to Florida, Tennessee in this matchup. Because, look, as I was saying earlier, I think the worst thing Gator fans can do and the worst thing Gator players can do is underestimate this team because this is their SEC opener. They come on the road and get a win. All of a sudden, those early season losses are forgotten. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's a it's a going to be a tough game. I mean, anytime you play in the SEC, no matter what, I think Gator fans, as you said, they they could easily be two and one right now. They they thoroughly lost to Georgia State, but they gave up a play with like 18 seconds against BYU to lose the game. So. You know, they have quality athletes. Mm-hmm. They got a good coaching staff. Uh, we're going to need to play well to win the game. Exactly. We got to play well. They got to run the ball a little bit better than we have been. And Kyle Trask got to play well in our defense. Uh, we, we're sort of light on defense a little bit with injuries. Uh, but we got to play well. Guys, we've got to really be ready to play, Steve. And, and going back to that Tennessee game, uh, you know, we would beat them uh, 93 through 96. And then some years we'd lose that one game to Auburn, but that's the only one we'd lose. And then 97, we beat Tennessee again. And then we found a way to lose at LSU and played lousy against Georgia. That was the one year they beat us. I never will forget one of the Tennessee players said, I can't believe it. He said, we lose to these guys, and we still go 7-1 every year, but they go and win the SEC. He said, now our 7-1 is going to be good enough to win it, which they did, and that was Peyton's last year, and uh, they won the SEC. I think beat Mississippi State that year. Shane, you look at uh, Tennessee, uh, pretty good runner in Chandler, Jennings at receiver, but their quarterback is, for me, hard to figure. There's some days I watch him play and think, pretty good. And there's other days you kind of scratch your head at some of the things. It, do you see inconsistency there? Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, I, I think the more he plays, the better he'll get. But he, he's an athletic guy. He can throw it around. He can run around. He can cause some problems. And so this, this game to me, Steve, is it, it's somewhat scary because it's that noon game. And we know how sometimes our fan base thinks about noon games. And we're going to need everybody in the stadium at kickoff to help this team win the game. And we're wearing blue this week. Uh, we're wearing blue, so fans don't wear orange. That's Tennessee's color. Uh, let's, let's pack the stadium with blue. And uh, looking forward to giving our 94 team a good ovation between first and second quarter also. You know, it's funny. Sometimes numbers can lie. Tennessee actually scores more a game than Florida does, 33-32. to 32, But they give up 22. And, and that, you know, when you look at Tennessee – and, and mm-hmm. Coach, I know when, when you played him, you could run down the list of Tennessee players that were either all-league players or went on to play in the NFL. I'm not saying they don't have talent. They do. But they don't have as many of those players as they used to have. Oh, not at all. Uh, not at all. I think they went several years where they didn't even have a, a player drafted in the NFL draft, which is crazy. You know, in the 90s, they had so many first-rounders, all-Americans. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, but they do have talent. And, and, and that's the thing about this game is that, that scares me is we're going to need to come out and play, jump out on them early. I think with the crowd noise, this being their first road game, uh, yes, Garantano has played in other SEC stadiums, but it can cause problems for the offensive linemen. Yeah, we need to play well, as, as we mentioned, and uh, fans do their part, 12 o'clock game. So uh, look forward to a big Saturday here in Gainesville. Um, does Florida change its game plan at all offensively with Trask? Well, I think a lot of the not, – not that he can't run, because he can. You know, he scored a touchdown and he ran the option. I don't think they'll call as many runs with him probably. I could be wrong. Uh, but I think you feel more comfortable when you call pass plays. Uh, we're going to see a different type of coverage from Alabama. I mean, it's not Alabama. It's similar to Alabama because of Jeremy Pruitt. They're going to get up in our face and see if we can get any type of separation with our receivers because we struggled against Miami in that press coverage. Coach, I know you, I've heard you say right here that if you play two quarterbacks, if, if a quarterback come in the game and help you win – you put them mm-hmm. in the game. So if Emory Jones can come in and do some different mm-hmm. things, maybe run the ball a little bit better, you play him, don't oh, you? Oh, exactly. And uh, Emory can throw too now. It's not just all runs with him. So I, th- I think that's smart. Play both of them. And, and I think Dan mentioned they may, may both be in at the same time. So one of them will take the snap, and one of them might be out at wide receiver. Uh, who knows? Uh, it should be fun. Again, it's going to be a noon kickoff. And in case for some reason you missed it, the Towson kickoff time has been announced. That'll be a 4 o'clock game next week as Towson comes to town. little shout-out to Eddie Panero, 53-yard field goal for yes. the Chicago Bears uh, Sunday to win the game for them. That was unbelievable, one second left and so forth. And I tell you what, I've watched some games this week, the Miami Dolphins and New York Jets. Oh. I guarantee you, I really believe the Orlando Apollos could beat both those teams. <laughs> but we had a good team. Yeah. Now, now, we had a better team than those guys. There's no question about it. And our guys played harder, I think, than those teams, too. But anyway, I had to say that. <laughs> that hurts me. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, stay with us here inside the huddle. Hey, man, what are you doing for the Gator game? I'm pumped up. A bunch of us are getting together early to tailgate all day on campus. You should come by. Cool. You grilling out? What? No way. And have to deal with all the messy cleanup? Forget that. We're having Moe's cater our game day tailgate. Moe's? I love Moe's. I didn't know they offered game day tailgate delivery. Yep. Moe's delivers everything you need. Napkins, plates, utensils, even free chips and salsa. Delivery is free for orders $175 or more. Just place your order at Moe'sCateringFL.com. That's Moe'sCateringFL.com. Have Moe's cater your game day tailgate just visit moscateringfl.com and go gators hi i'm mark herm with mark herman company heating and air if you're a gator fan you know the phrase in all kinds of weather that can mean different things to different people for example when i was playing center for the gator football team back in the early 80s i loved hearing the crowd singing it meant they appreciated our hard work and were standing behind us win or lose now as the owner of my own business the meaning has changed It means that my team and I stick behind our customers. So if you'd like to save money on your utility bill, give our team a call and see how much we can save you. 378-9422. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Miami. Ah, I need the English version today, please. Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them at either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. 
Hi, everybody. This is head ball coach Steve Spurrier. Join me with Steve Russell and Shane Matthews each Monday on WRUF. Brought to you by our friends at Lake Area Metal Solutions, the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators. Lake Area Metal Solutions knows time is money. And with same-day pickup available, that equals savings. Call Lake Area Metals today at 352-481-7663 or go online at lakeareametals.com, the official roofing partner of the Florida Gators and sponsor of Steve Spurrier on Sports Scene Mondays at noon. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome back. Inside the huddle, we're going to bring in the owner of Crime Prevention Security Systems and a Gator Booster, may I add, too. John Pastore joins us. Hello, John. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Um, look, at you, you've been, you started this company back in 1975, so in the 40-plus years you've been in the security industry. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen in the industry? So the biggest changes is all the automation you can do from your, from your system now. So, for instance, I'll give you an example. Yesterday... I was at the office and I had a water problem, so I had to get my water guy out there. So I didn't have to go home and meet him. I just looked on my camera app, saw him, unlocked the door, disarmed the system. He got in, fixed it, called me back. I armed it back up, locked the door, and watched him leave. And I didn't have to leave my office. So that is, that is really amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, John, I know crime prevention is very important in our community, and, and I know you support a lot of causes and charitable groups. What are some of those that you're really passionate about and why? Well, the, probably the, the number one is the, the scramble for kids, which, Coach, you actually started back, in, back when you were here as, as our coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that, that brings young kids and gives them an opportunity. We give money to the, to the Boys and Girls Clubs and the Girls Club, and that allows these young kids to have a place to go and, and expend their energy in a good way rather than be on the streets. And, and over the, I'm not sure what the exact amount, I should have asked Freddie, but I think we've raised over $2 million that we've donated to those charities over the years. And you started it, which, which is a great, great cause. You know, if, if somebody is looking at uh, a, a crime security system, something like that, what are some of the questions that people should ask? What should they be looking for? Well, one of the things, um, when you get a professional installing system, I mean, there's a lot of do-it-yourself stuff out there right now that a lot of the younger kids are, are putting in. But when you get a fam, you have a family and some kids, what you really want to do is have it professionally installed. What if, what if you installed something and it wasn't quite right? And that the one time that you needed it to work, it didn't work because you messed up. So from, a, from the professional install systems, that's, that's the number one thing I think people should think about. But when you're asking about what you should do for the system is, am I going to be able to control everything from one app? You know, I can, I can control my lights, which can save energy. I can control my thermostat, which can save energy. I can arm and disarm the system remotely, which gives me ease when I, I can't be home and I need to let somebody in to fix something. They also have, one of the neatest things is, is the geofence. So... When I was uh, in my younger day, I left one time with the kids to go to Disney World, came back and thought I got broken into because my door was wide open. What I realized later was that I left the door open and left and never armed a system and left for Disney World for the weekend. Now with a geofence, if I had done that, it would have given me a text within a mile of my house and said, hey, John, you didn't arm the system. Did you, did you mean not to arm it? And now I've got a way to go back there and, and get it armed. That's pretty cool. By the way, quickly, when was your first football game? What's the first Gator game you saw? The first Gator game, I only, you know, when I was, I was working in college, but the first Gator game I saw was back in 1972 when wow. I first got, came here. Okay. John, thank you for being here. We appreciate you. John Pastore started Crime Prevention Security Systems back in 1975. That is our Inside the Huddle for today. We thank Jake Hitt for producing. For Steve Spurrier, mm -hmm. for Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. We'll do it again next week at 10 o'clock. So long, everybody. Well, it's a hard reality to know you're getting older, but we all have to go through it, and with it comes aches and pains with every single step, it seems like. But the good part is the pains are fixable if you take the time to stop by Titan MRI. 
There's lots of us out there that think we can handle the pain or it'll eventually go away. But what you may not realize, you could be ruining yourself for many years to come. So if you're just scared, don't be. Go see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. Their entire mindset is finding out what you need to feel better. And the process is as easy as walking into the swamp and smiling. With an average scan time of just 10 to 15 minutes, you can knock it out on your lunch break before the boss even knows you're gone. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and their staff has more than 20 years of experience in the Gainesville community. And if you're worried about not having insurance, don't be. That's never a problem at Titan MRI. And they'll even have your scan read same day. So tell your doctor, refer you to Titan MRI or call them at 672-6644 today. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Marketing and produced by the University of Florida's ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.